and welcome to episode 8 of my big gay podcast with me Benji and me Brad giving you the life the loves and lows of living in London two gays one city what, what could, could possibly, possibly go, go wrong, wrong? Oh, that's a nice little uh, applause of sound effect there. You got Benji. Oh, it's the first applause you've ever had, eh, Brad? It really is. It really <laughs> is. I'm going to be milking that moment. <laughs> so what are you drinking today? Well, you know, the other day we were talking about the Heineken factory in Amsterdam. Yeah. Ever since then, I've had Heineken on the brain. I'm on a Heineken tonight. Lovely. Yeah. I haven't had a Heineken in a very long time. Well, crack one open, get involved. I will. Did you know what? I'm on my last week of being very well behaved. I'm having the first Diet Coke right now that I have had in three weeks. And for me, that's quite impressive. I'd normally have about 12 a day. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? When I did that... And I opened it, my jaw like clenched, like it just, <laughs> it just has this effect on me. Like that, my friends, is addiction. <laughs> and have, are you got a little bit of dribble hanging out? No, that's disgusting. I'm not that bad. Oh, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brad, I'm going to let you announce the next bulletin as I know this is a big milestone for you. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but we launched my Big Gay podcast last month and we are now over 1,000 downloads. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it is, it really is amazing. It is such a, a big milestone to hit. And actually, we've we've well passed 1,000 already. And actually, this is, this is a really good moment to say that we, we can see where our listeners are. And I must say that our listeners in America are going up and up. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are from America or anywhere in the world, please do come to our Instagram page, which is at Big Gay Podcast, and get in touch and have a chat with us. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, hopefully some of those Americans will slip into my DMs because... I need some more people on Team Brad. I've only got one. How many? One. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. But anyway, what's new with you, Benji? No, Brad, as I told you already, we don't have time to talk about us because we have a packed episode with our interview from James Mack from BBC's Glow Up. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for this. If you've not seen Glow Up, it is on BBC iPlayer. You can catch up on demand and it's also now on Netflix. It is on Netflix. If you are watching it though, I will say in this interview, there might be a couple of spoilers. So perhaps give it a listen after you've finished or if you're not that fast, I'll just listen to it right now. Right, let's crack on with it. Crack. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, I introduce James to the podcast. Hey! Hi! <laughs> How are you, lads? What's the crack? How are you? I'm great. Sure, I can't complain. I've literally been on the longest one-night stand of my life for the past <laughs> five months. Where in the world are you right now? Oh, I left my apartment in London in March, and I ha- ran away to the Irish Midlands, back where I am. A home on the farm, far from the studios, and I've been here ever since. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I actually went to Ireland uh, the other week for the first time ever. Oh my God, congratulations. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy for you, then I'm also so sorry. <laughs> it, it's variable, it's variable. There's, re- there's like, you know, there's amazing, amazing, 99.9% of the time, Ireland is absolutely incredible. So I won't be negative, Nancy. No, where were you? Uh, I went to Belfast and all around the, the northern coast. It was beautiful. <sighs> Stunning. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so funny because you've actually done essentially like the remainder of the northwest of Ireland. Last week, I just went down to the southwest to Kerry and I saw the Skellig Islands where they'd filmed The Return of the Jedi or is it The Last Jedi? Episode 7 of the Star Wars. Oh, wow. And um, you know, when they find Luke Skywalker in like his 
hidden planet. It's like a planet that's all full of water. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the final scene in that movie, like when it was out two or three years ago. And that's off the southwest coast of Ireland. Nice. But yeah, Donegal and Belfast is like the last thing on my list to do. So yeah, I'll, I'll text you for tips afterwards. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, first of all, we have to say a huge congratulations on Glow Up season two. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It was amazing. Yeah, you were fantastic. Oh, listen, I gave him my best shot. Um, Just, you know, know the difference between silver and blue. Best advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I must say, James, Without sounding like bias, obviously, because we've got you on the podcast, I did consider you as one of the front runners right from the beginning. I know you went in the face-off chair, but <laughs> it was quite clear that your skills were like at the higher end of the talent. I thought, I'm not sure if that's okay to say, but I personally think they were. Oh, I mean, I, I ain't going to deny that. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. I think for me, yeah, you know, it was clear to see that like I love the creative element of things. Like I was always into art and sketching and drawing. And, you know, I'd only gone or taken the turn to do makeup and using like essentially your face as a canvas like two years ago. Wow. So I say I picked up makeup brush for the first time legitimately within the last three years. And then even going into glow up, I only really had like a year's experience, but I can only count the amount of times I would have done like high creative style makeup on my face. So talk about a fire under my arse when I was in the red chair for the ep- first episode. Yeah. I was like, okay, no, 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 no. I'm not, this is not how it was meant to go in my brain. It's like, it's like Valentina. I'm like, this is not the fantasy I wanted to live. <laughs> this is not my dream life or my fantasy, right? I'm not living my fantasy moment. My French vanilla fantasy. <laughs> exactly, girl. Well, I mean, it, the new vanilla is blue. Call it what you want. Um, but yeah, like it's just, yeah, it was, it was a scary, a little bit of a hiccup at the start, but then I think I, you know, fortunately redeemed myself with the first brief because identity like as a makeup artist I guess to a degree I'm a glorified narcissist I paint on my face and look at myself all day long so I knew that brief inside out and yeah you know thank god for that and just yeah I was was just happy that the rest of the journey it it, it was perfect I wouldn't change anything about it no it was really strong and obviously you said before that you that you were practicing painting on your own face what's the biggest difference between painting on your own and then painting on you know one of the models faces that's such a good question. Um, I definitely think, you know, I know if I didn't know myself inside out, I 100%, especially after lockdown, know my face, like the, the back of my head. <laughs> and I'm watching like I'm watching the wrinkles grow day by day. I think <laughs> that the difficult thing about working on different models faces is that you're seeing, potentially you're seeing their canvas for the very first time. And, you know, we see all the models on the show for the first time. And um, I think, especially after lockdown, I'm going to have like shake his hand, like going to paint a client's face because I'll nearly forget what it's like. It's like, oh my God, it's not my, it's not my brows and lashes this time. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it was like that, that's the challenge of the show, I guess. So I think I was really happy that if we had a moment in the whole series to work on ourselves for the, one of the creative briefs that it was episode one, because that kind of ignited the creative spark and the confidence or you know i should i know where to go with my creativity in my brain for those briefs it was like okay there's no holding back yeah and yeah like you know i think i proved a lot of creative potential just you know strength or like it was my forte early on in the show yeah 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 when you uh when you first started filming did you know who your biggest competition was gonna be uh, yes, Ophelia. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm, and I'm, and you know, I will say that every single one of the contestants, we all had our strengths and we all played to our strengths and abilities. Like there's so many things that all of us do that I could not do. Like Shanice has such a soulful energy and she really paints with her emotions where sometimes I'm like, girl, I wish I could connect like you can. 
Um, Jake has the strongest hand for like the best glam beat in the world. And he's got such a great, like he made me laugh every freaking second, like when we were filming. And then, you know, Hannah, like the special effects work that she can do. I'm like, girl, I can only imagine. But I will just say for me personally, when you hear Dominic say to Ophelia in week one that this is a true globe, this is what the competition's about. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> That's the winner right there. I got to chase that. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, Ophelia, like for me, aside, you know, obviously competition is like myself truly, but I was like, no, there is going to be, it's going to come down to the wire to two people essentially. Like in my head, if I thought I could go the full way, I wouldn't have been surprised from episode one that I might have been up against Ophelia in the finale, which, you know, essentially is just how it played out. Yeah. I mean, you speak of your cast members very highly. So I, I presume you're, are you still in touch with them all? Like, have you fallen out with any of them? Oh yeah. No girl, if anything, we've gone closer. We're very close. I would definitely like to think that, you know, for the second series, there's a huge family vibe. And um, we come from so many different, like, you know, walks of life. There is a large diversity and you never know what you're going to get. It's like, assisted of throwing like 10 big personalities and characters and different like sizes of makeup into one basket <laughs> and um yeah like we actually get along really well we have a whatsapp group chat it's on the go every day always um we're going to be on netflix very yes. soon it should be on netflix by the time the podcast comes out so we're looking at possibly doing like a collaborated look together so those kind of things will always keep us connected and engaged. Amazing. James, give us the goss. Were there any glow up romances? Oh, girls, let's, let's stir the pot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's six, respectively, heteronormative like girls. Um, most of the girls were in relationships. And then you have four different, like very different, like, gay guys that I think we almost didn't have any time to fall in love with one another <laughs> because we were under such crumbling pressure 24-7 so no there was no love romance within the apartment um, but I think that was like you know healthy or good for us all because it would only be a distraction like we were there to do one thing and by god was there fire under all of our arses like we had to pull out our a game yeah <laughs> there was no time there was no time for love no i mean james you were given some very attractive models to work on did you not like get their numbers or Lads, <laughs> the models i mean okay i'm going to speak of my own experience if there was any challenge obviously like you know we're having to like you know bring your best a game for eight consecutive like you know weeks i thought the production were trying to play with me with all the lash bags that i had on the show like the models i would have to give credit to the genetics and whoever wherever they come from yeah they were just stunners and i was getting a lot of talent yes so, um, there's even a point where they catch one of your reactions when your model walks in oh my god the bowie model yeah 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 yes <laughs> i was like oh my god <laughs> and yeah like i think it's funny like when the models walk in, we never meet them prior to obviously filming. Like the takes and like Dominic's like, bring in the models. That's all first time takes. We don't meet them prior to like the studio or the creative, like in that creative brief moment. And um, it's funny for me, I guess to connect with the model and kind of like sense that there'll be good vibe or energy. I can tell after two or three sentences, I'm like, they're a friend of Judy's. <laughs> I'm a friend of Judy's. There's going to be a rainbow vibe in this room for the next two and a half hours. And I'm here for it. Because then I was like, right, let's let's smash this, babes. And my model for the Bowie look, I remember one of the first things he said to me, he was like, am I going to look stunning? And then I knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, girl. I was like, you have no idea what's on route. <laughs> <laughs> 
So James, I have to ask only because I feel like she's, well, probably everyone's, but I know my <laughs> my inner spirit animal. What was it like working with Miss Stacy Dooley? Oh my God, Stacy babes. <laughs> hella love her. Everything was just hella fine. Um, one more time for clarity, hella. <laughs> um, Stacy, I think is the most humble attentive empathetic person and like she didn't pay for me to say this i genuinely got on so well with her and that's why she's so good at her job and you know has a really successful career she was just such a, a great like ball of fun and just you know she showed a lot of like interest and care for what we were doing and that's what makes her just so likable i loved hanging out with her and um we obviously as the competition went on and we got more time when there was less of us to get to know the contestants and her a bit more yeah, we hit it off so well. Like, I have a night booked out in Freedom in Soho with her. Oh, we need a boogie. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, one of my favorite moments of you on the show is your reaction to Michelle Visage walking in. Oh my God, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> guys, like, guys and girls and dolls and whatever in between. I genuinely am honest when I say the take that you see on the show is like first time realness. Like, that is genuine authentic reaction. And I think, like, I think my hair, even, like, the toner lifted. Like, I took a shot, the rant in my, like, scalp. I was getting pins and needles. My heart was racing. It was just surreal. So surreal. Did you have any idea that she was one of the guest judges? We I, we didn't have any. We had no idea that there would be, like, an extra special guest judge. Um, uh-huh. Extra special. But <laughs> I, remember, I remember sensing a vibe the morning going into filming that creative brief for it was like the fourth episode we were on like literally ironically we were in like a lockdown <laughs> in our in the breakout room as beside the studio and i remember like production were like monitoring our movements like you know we normally have a canteen that we sat in to relax before filming uh we could request to go to the bathroom and i remember they're like okay you need to stay in the breakout room for the next 10 15 minutes and i was like what's going on here and obviously that was like to escort Michelle into like the studio without us catching her. Uh-huh. And then I remember the second Stacy then said that there's a, there's a special guest judge because I knew the brief was club culture. I did immediately jump to, okay, people that like are totally immersed in club culture who are icons in the world, like James St. James potentially. Then I kind of thought, could it be someone from like, you know, the drag race franchise? Mm. Uh, I thought it could have been Aquaria because I know there's kimchi on the first season. But then when they said Michelle, I'm like, OMG, the Mecca of all Meccas. (laughs) Like, I just, yeah, lost lost my shitteroo. Like, just, yeah, (laughs) crazy business. (laughs) Something I wanted to ask you, James, is obviously in it, you've got um, the strict time limits that you have to adhere to, like in in the studio. Are Are they legitimately that strict? Or is it a little bit like, you know, oh, you can have an extra 10 minutes, don't worry. The time was legit. Honestly, it was as refined and sharp as Ophelia's liner like that was <laughs> down to a T there was no faffing around it was two and a half hours on the dot and I remember there was one point when I was doing the phobias prosthetics creative challenge and I needed to use the bathroom in the two and a half hours and I asked the floor manager that was like along the sidelines kind of always working with like the assistant camera directors whatnot I was like can I use the bathroom and they're like okay we'll stop the clock and then no matter like however quick I went to use the facilities when I came back she was like okay James you have one minute and 19 seconds extra at the end and I remember like all the models got up and like the other like anyways they left the room and they're like James you can use this one and a half minute now and I was like oh my god what am I going to do in this one and a half minutes is going to either like save my soul or ruin my brief like <laughs> oh my it is so refined and so sharp wow but, um yeah like that was real and I think you know just on that point I think for me considering 
what half of the competition I was in the face up chairs I actually worked better under pressure having less time but like it is like when you're in the face up chairs you get to our 15 you do have that like fairly obvious 15 minute like less time compared mm-hmm. to when you're in the blue chair yeah James I'd like to ask do you have a celebrity dream makeover a celebrity dream makeover um I would absolutely die to work with the drag race like franchise queens like i think i'd love to work with miss fame uh-huh. or i definitely would love to work with aquaria like you know drag is the stem of where my passion for makeup did originally come from so call me biased but i guess that's what yeah it's personal for me um i'd love to work with just like fabulous people um i'd love to do like a queen makeover i'd love to do something even with like trixie because thinking of trixie aquaria and fame they have their own beauty lines like i know yeah. Aquarius got her collaboration with NYX um, so they would understand something with makeup so for me personally if I was ever to go to that extent of doing a makeover with queens knowing like I like to my strength is in drag makeup as well mm-hmm. having their like validation or for them to even like want to have me paint their face because they have an understanding of makeup that would be sensational yeah. and even to throw in another queen like kimchi as well there, there's a whole range in the episode James with the masterclass um I really felt like you came into your element with that. What what was it like being in front of an actual audience with it, but also being filmed? Um, and you had some really influential people there as well. So was that sort of terrifying? Did you ride the wave of energy? That was definitely terrifying. There is this moment just before one of the guest judges that week was the director of Beauty and Harrods. And when she announces Jay's back in to stage, I want to die. I want to like jump off the like West Irish coast. Like, <laughs> um, it's so nerve wracking. But then when you get on stage, I think because of drag and like performance, I like to be on stage. Like I am, as Brittany says, there's only two types of people in the world. One to entertain and observe. So <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, Brittany, we're here to entertain and let them observe. So <laughs> it's like, just, you know, when you get on stage, it's like an adrenaline that almost takes over. And um, I suppose from experience of when I perform on stage, I do drag. Sometimes I do like a five, 10 minute set. That was, I think that was probably my, it actually, no, aside the attitude shoot, that was my strongest um, real life challenge um, in the show. And I actually think the finale episode is my favorite. Like it was my favorite experience out of the whole show because it really was. I was really, truly in my element for the whole experience. I loved your finale look. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) So good. Um, yeah listen I, I i mean i loved my model like there's just you know they, they really gave they really gave me some great talent to work with so thanks production <laughs> yeah that was that was you know that was kind of it's funny actually a, a little behind the scenes how i thought of that look when it got down to the final three obviously we have a few days prior to the like between semi-final filming and the finale episode and sadly you know hannah left us but it was just ophelia and even myself left in our shared accommodation uh-huh. and to kind of like calm the nerves or I suppose the pressure of knowing what was ahead of us we had a production system that lives in the apartment with, with us and we got a projector and we actually ended up watching Moana wow. two nights before the finale because we were like okay guys let's just take our like minds off this whole crazy experience we were like six weeks deep into like filming at this point coming to the end and um, I remember it's so odd. We'd gotten the brief given to us and like, you know, we get time to think about it. And I was like, okay, you know, evolution, like do a, do a mood board. Think about like, what's evolution? You It, it can be met- metaphorically, emotionally, physically. It could be a scientific approach. And I cannot explain where the penny dropped aside from watching one of the finale, like the final scenes in Moana. 
it's like when like the Mother Earth, remember like the Mother Earth, the Moana is like the 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 sage. She comes out of like the sea. Yeah, She's, yeah. Like a big fireball creature, and there was just something watching like the rock formation underneath the water, like that scene. I was like there with like my eyes half asleep, and then suddenly like I pop, and I'm like, um, be right back, running to get like a pen and paper, and I just thought of this osmosis, and I was like, I need to write this down. I need to write this down, and that's when like the idea came to me because I was freaking out thinking what am I going to do that's going to essentially like you know top everything else that I've done and then what is going to obviously like you know fit the brief that's like the biggest like fear factor (laughs) like word in my head from the experience so yeah it's like thanks thanks Disney (laughs) they kind of they really kind of they sponsored my 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 brainwaves for the last brief that's amazing I had no idea that was your inspiration yeah yeah no that's the day ago all right, James, we would like to do a 30 second quickie with you. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm a bit rusty, but okay, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll polish up. All right, let's play our 30 second quickie. Ding dong. <laughs> Just quickly, does this does this like send the fear of God through you again if you hear this? Ding dong. Um, no, because if it's said to me, I'm like, hallelujah. But <laughs> if it's said to someone else, I'm like, shit, gotta do better. <laughs> I, I would, if I'd been on the show, I'd literally have this as my doorbell. Ding dong. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of, one of my friends that's a drag queen who like does a lot of parody comedy performance in, in Ireland. Um, he's great at doing like quick video editing. And you know that Netflix movie with Will Ferrell, uh, Eurovision? The song is like, la la, ding dong. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. yes. He edited like a clip of her being like, la la, ding. <laughs> honestly she's monetizing herself honey yeah absolutely getting those catchphrases in <laughs> right so yes james you like games yes uh yes love to play them um always win <laughs> cool. um hopefully just, just quickly uh Gemma, do you like playing games no i don't want to play any more games i'm <laughs> fucking gamed out i don't want to play no more games <laughs> <laughs> but for you ladies i'm all pro games fab so basically james it's gonna be a quick fire answer question you'll have like a couple of seconds to answer it if you're out of time you will hear this noise and then we'll go on to the next question stunning all right brad take it away okay mascara or eyeliner mascara Brittany or christina uh or christina night in or night out night out Flats or hills? Hills. Yes. Heaven or G A Y Lake? G A Y Lake, babe. Carol Baskin or Joe Exotic? A bit of both. <laughs> up or down? Uh, up. Eggplant or peach? Peach. <laughs> Trixie Mattel or Katia? Oh my god, no, Katia! Jocks or briefs? Uh, jocks. Pikachu or Charmander? Oh my god, Charmander. Pikachu is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> sex on the beach or a long, hard screw? Uh, sex on the beach. Top or bottom? Uh, first. Yay! Hey! <laughs> God, you can tell a lot about my emotional and mental state by those questions. <laughs> I don't know what I want on the beach. I want it to be hot like Charmander. Um, I miss the clubbing. Um, I want to do it in heels. Why did you say up? Um, because Saturday's debut hit up is a banger. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to finish off, we do have some questions from uh, our followers. Brad, if you want to go ahead with the first one. Yeah. So James, Connor from London got in touch with us, wants to know, what's your favorite song on the Chromatica album? <gasps> um, well, I definitely have to say that transition from Chromatica 2 into Papa 911. Yes. Um, and then, but real tea probably replay replay is like uh, lit like whoever thought that gaga would sample a diana ross track right um but i am here for it 
so that's my answer because I will unknown to myself probably give the whole album if I keep talking (laughs) (laughs) next one uh, is from Aaron in Liverpool and he says if you had to wear one of your looks for the rest of your life which one would it be I would probably wear the club kid look because honey going out bring bring back nightlife social distancing and sanitization of course but bring back the nights I mean this for the rest of your life so it'd be like you know the supermarket shop oh yeah girl what's to say that I have not gone shopping at six in the morning after a night out in club kid attire so it's almost like my second skin brilliant Sainsbury knows me (laughs) George from Stratford wants to know are you single? Um, I mean, I'm depressed, but I don't know about you. <laughs> I know the only dep- the only depression is the rain. Um, I am single and thriving. Yeah, single and ready to mingle, George. Single and ready to mingle. Yeah, I mean, George, if you just send me your payment details, we can make anything work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, just a question from me, James. I'm actually obsessed with your tash. How do you get it looking so neat? Oh my God, girls, that, I don't know what you're talking about. That's just mother nature. <laughs> uh, that tash was so refined. Like it literally looks like a third eyebrow. Uh, get a good razor, get a good, like one of those like flat iron blades that like literally leaves your skin like smooth as a baby and get a little eyebrow pen and paint on the tips. Just the tip. Just the tip. No, <laughs> just the tip. Just the tip. But it's so funny, like being back in Ireland, I've like, scratch the tash but i think i'm at like a nice kind of like risky stubble phase right now because mm. i just did a shave last week but i might put the tash back on for when i go back to the uk because i'm like who's going to know me like i gotta be recognizable while i have this opportunity yeah right <laughs> so yeah it was a real it's so funny because i think moving to london and then just like what i say i was london based just short of a year before the show and 2019 definitely saw my hipster vibes like elevate because i was like i'm going to go tash and I came home to mom and dad. They're just like, mother of God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think I'll bring back the tash. Yes, definitely. And just finally, James, if people were going to see you out and about for a drink, where is your go-to place? I would say my go-to place and pray to God, life go back to normal. I can't get enough of Battle Greens. Working Man's Club. <gasps> hey, East London, what's up? I've never been. Make that. Oh my God, Chickaroo. Actually, real quick, um, there's a club night there called Cookie Jar. And it's hosted and ran by the infamous uh, bio queen performer, um, just drag artist, I should say, respectfully, Stella Marbles. So giving a shout out to them. And that's where I would have gone on on nights out. Um, I work the door sometimes. And it's where I like I really essentially like learn to elevate my makeup and my club culture looks. So that's why that episode and that brief I nearly felt like I was just going out on a night out and I was living my best life. And um, I actually met that model from the finale on a night out after we filmed the show because I was doing the door. And I was like, oh my God, sis, let's party. (laughs) Can't get enough of it. Well, Benji, we should organise a little night out there because I've never been either. Yeah, absolutely. Now, listen, I spread my wings far, like, like, you know, two brewers or Soho. (gasps) Two brewers! (laughs) Yes, chicken brewers. That was my very first night out in London. And I was literally... I could go on a tangent with the chat but that was like <laughs> that was my first night out in London in what September 18 and it was with like an Irish gal pal like there's so many London Irish friends from home that live in London so I'm always surrounded with like you know people that I might know but yeah that was my first introduction to the scene in London you are mad bitches <laughs> gosh what a good one to start with Bruce is my favourite well 
girls, let's pencil that in. It is a happening. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Right. James, thank you so much. James, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, it's been so much fun. It's been so much fun. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. And like, obviously, all the best with Netflix coming out. And we hope that you get even more people flocking to your Instagram page, oh. which if they want to go follow you, what is it? Yes. So if you want to follow the madness, the catastrophes and all the little like like life shenanigans and makeup, it's at jmac underscore anyway. Fantastic. And you also have a sneaky other Instagram account for your drag, correct? I do. And it was just pre-lockdown that I decided to decipher separating them. Um, it's simply J-Mac, but it's J as in J-A-Y-E. So you literally type in J-McQueen and you'll find her. Fab. We'll also put all these tags in our Instagram anyway, so people can go and click on the link to make it easier. Yeah. And the Finsta is only for the Tinder. So <laughs> find me there. <laughs> James, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Angel. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, James. See you later. Bye. Do you know what, Brad? I have a bit of a secret. What's that? I think I've got a bit of a crush on James. Do you know what? Me too. <laughs> yeah, I have such a thing for an Irish accent. I know, you love an Irish accent. Oh my goodness, I flooded my basement. Uh, Benji, <laughs> no one needs to know that. Clean it up. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on, everyone knows the ginger minge quote. <laughs> Do you think James is team Brad or team Benji? Uh, I think he's definitely team Benji. I was getting team Brad vibes then, you know? Yeah, but you're always way off on these things. <laughs> this is so true. Really bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, podcasters. As you know, we always finish off our episodes with a Never Have I Ever. But we have had so many of you get in touch with us, wanting to know who we are and how we know each other, that instead of a Never Have I Ever this week, we thought we might share that little story. Well, just depends. Benji, are you ready to tell the story? We agreed to address the story. I did not agree to tell the story just yet. Our podcasters want to know every single large detail. Large <laughs> detail. Blame me. You're setting yourself up for a fail, Brad. Um, do you know what? I think we should share the story, but I don't think we have time on this week's episode. However, we did say that if we hit a thousand downloads, we would start putting pictures of our identity onto our Instagram page. So keep an eye out and we may well do that this week. Right, well, that is all we have time for this week on episode eight. If you don't already, please do head over to our social medias on Twitter or Instagram, which is at Big Gay Podcast, and give us a follow. This is also the final week of our Instagram competition called Bottoms Up. So if you fancy a tall, Ooh. strong, Ooh. Italian, Ooh. filter coffee from Starbucks, or maybe just an English brew, then go check it out. Well, until next week on my Big Gay Podcast, see, see you next week. Wednesday! <laughs> My Big Gay Podcast would love, love, love to thank this month's subs. I mean subscribers. Ugh. Who are the following? Becky B, Vasilis, Jay, William Mealy, Jack, Joe Brown. As well as Richard, Mark Tommy, Kendrick, Rob Houghton, Michael Leonard, and Marty. By subscribing, you're helping to keep my big gay podcast free and accessible to the LGBTQ plus community around the world. Yes, and thanks to your generosity, we're now able to make the podcast transcribed so that those that are hard of hearing can also enjoy the podcast. 
It only costs less than a cup of coffee a month, and you can cancel at any time. Well, if you really want to. And don't forget, you'll also be added to our close friends list on Instagram for extra content just for your eyes. Oh, Benji, you're not going to make me put up nudes, are you? No, mate. We're trying to thank our following, not send them running. (laughs) 